Tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop, Episode 3. Take yourself out on a walk, yeah, you need to unwind. A bit around the block, there's a place you will find. If you go, you will know this is where you want to stop. These are the tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop. These are the tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop. for crying out loud. This is not my day. And now it's leaking all over the floor. Hi, Thelma. Here's your mail. Boy, sure is a nice day today, isn't it? No, Roland. It's not a nice day today. At least not for me. Um, Thelma, I I can hardly see you behind all of this fog. Is your espresso machine supposed to be pouring steam out the top like that? It's hissing like a volcano. No, Roland, it's not supposed to be hissing and pouring out steam like this. And and now it's grinding, Thelma. Is it supposed to be making that grinding noise? No, Roland, this espresso machine is not supposed to be making a grinding noise. Now, would you please... And, and it's also making a weird clanking sound, Thelma. Do you hear that? Of course I hear the clanking, Roland. Every dog in this coffee shop can hear the clanking. Oh, well, Thelma, I think maybe there's something wrong with your espresso machine. Do you really think so, Roland? I do, Thelma. The, the hissing and grinding and clanking. And now it's beeping and popping. Nope, that doesn't sound quite right to me. Roland, if you're quite finished with your onomatopoeia rundown, I'd like to get back to trying to fix this ridiculous... Oh, fiddle. Huh. Well, I think maybe your espresso machine stopped working, Thelma. Thank you for that observation, Roland. I think you're absolutely right. I'd better call a repair person. Open a coffee shop, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Well, anyway, here's your mail. Sure is a nice day today. Oh, hey there, JR. Are you putting together a new poetry podcast? I just love that you're a dog making a podcast. We dogs should do more creative things like that. Oh, hi, Roland. Um, yeah, well, maybe I will. I just can't think of a good theme for today's podcast episode. It needs to have something to do with poetry. Oh, well, don't ask Thelma for ideas. She's in sort of a grumpy mood. Her espresso machine was hissing and grinding and clanking, and then it started beeping and popping. Yeah, I heard. That's quite the onomatopoeia list, Roland. You know, that's what Thelma said. It was on her mama's pizza. But I don't know what her mama's pizza had to do with it. No, not on her mama's pizza, Roland. She said onomatopoeia. On a what? Onomatopoeia. Those are words that are pronounced a lot like the sound they make. Like the word hiss sounds like a hiss. And grind sounds like a grinding noise. And clank and pop. Also, words like zip and growl. Those are all examples of onomatopoeia. Oh, well, if you say so, JR. You know, that could make a good theme for today's podcast. What, the anti-pasta peppers thing? Yeah, the onomatopoeia thing. Onomatopoeia is really useful in poetry. They can make a poem come to life. Oh. Yeah, meanwhile, Thelma's espresso machine has no life at all. I've got to get back to delivering the mail, JR. A dog's work is never done. 
Good luck with the podcast. Oh, and thanks for telling me about the otters mopping meatballs thing. Yep. Anytime, buddy. What a beautiful day for a drive. Hmm, I guess so. Hey, what's the matter? Listen to our car, Jim. It sounds all wrong. Wow, I know what you mean. We better take it somewhere and have someone give a listen. Yes, and I know just the place. Is your car's onomatopoeia all wrong? Bring it to Otto's Auto Onomatopoeia Repair. Onomatopoeia is a word that when you say it, it sounds a lot like the sound it's describing. Words like splash and squirt and sizzle. And here at Otto's Auto Onomatopoeia Repair, we can have your car sounding the way it should. Are your windshield wipers screeching and squeaking? We'll have them swishing and swooshing in no time. Does your engine clank and clatter? Does it sputter and gurgle? We'll have it humming before you know it. Sounds like your car's ready, folks. Can you do something for our horn, too? I'd like it to toot or to honk, but it wheezes instead. No problem. How about a nice, friendly beep? Hey, that's perfect. That's what we do. You've heard of us. Now come see us. Auto's Auto Automatopoeia Repair at the corner of Zip and Zoom. If your car wants to rattle and stutter and pop, make your first stop. Auto's Auto Repair. Grumpy Puppy by Nathan. There once was a puppy who was naturally quite grumpy. He slept all day and never wanted to play. Cute as a bug, but never wanted to be hugged. His owner figured he was just a loner, but soon they went to the park and he met a young puppy named Shark. The grumpy puppy jumped and played, but once they were home, he went back to bed where he always lay. The next day, his owner bought another puppy, young and jumpy, a little lumpy but never grumpy. The puppies played all day from that day on and into the night. The young puppy was no longer grumpy. Hi, Mr. Russell. Hi, it's me, Henry. I bet you're wondering what I've been doing today, Mr. Russell. Oh, hi, Henry. Um, okay, I'll bite. What have you been doing today? I went to see a movie, Mr. Russell. It was a movie with my favorite superhero, Electro-Dog, Defender of the Galaxy. Do you know about Electro-Dog, Mr. Russell? Well, no, Henry. I can't say that I... Electro-Dog is the best, Mr. Russell. The best. <gasps> and in this new movie, Electro-Dog and the Wrath of the Giant Fleas from Planet 19, Electro-Dog gets a new sidekick, Dino-Pup. And Dino Pup and Electro Dog, they zoom off in the Thunder Rocket to Planet 19. Zoom! And asteroids start smacking into the rocket. Smack! Smack! And then the rocket malfunctions and they crash on the planet's surface. Crash! And that's when the giant fleas try to zap Electro Dog and Dino Pup with time warping ray guns. Zap! Yep. You should really see the movie, Mr. Russell. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Well, I'll sure think about it, Henry. Oh, are you working on your podcast, Mr. Russell? Your podcast about poetry? I am, Henry. This episode is going to be about onomatopoeia. You see, onomatopoeia is when oh, words are... I know all about onomatopoeia, Mr. Russell. 
onomatopoeia is when words are pronounced sort of like the way they really sound. Electrodog and the Wrath of the Giant Fleas from Planet 19 is full of onomatopoeia. Words like smack and crash and zap. Onomatopoeia is a good theme for today's poetry podcast. So I'll get right to work, Mr. Russell. To work? On the song, Mr. Russell, like I did on your other podcast episodes, I'll write a song about onomatopoeia for your podcast, and then I'll sing it on your podcast, Mr. Russell, because podcasts should have music, Mr. Russell, even podcasts about poetry. See you soon, Mr. Russell. (sighs) Yep. See you soon, kid. From my favorite corner table at the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop, this is Eric Odie with today's special guest, the delightful author and poet, Irene Latham. Irene, thank you for taking the time to join us at the coffee shop. Thanks, Eric. I'm so glad to be here. And uh, and I did mention that you're both an author and a poet. You've written, for instance, middle grade stories, and you write a lot of poetry. Are there parts of you as a poet that you find carry over to your story writing? Absolutely. One way that poetry really shows itself in my prose writing is I use a lot of figurative language, a lot of metaphors, a lot of similes. Um, that's, that's one place where poetry really shows up. I know I've mentioned that to, um, to teachers and to students in the past about how so much of what we try to accomplish as, as poets can carry over to our, to our other writings. Um, do you do much work with, uh, with students? It's a big part of my life and a completely unexpected part of my life. I'm kind of shy and um, like my quiet place out here on the lake. Um, it's, it's been a surprise to spend a lot of time with students. And one of the most surprising parts has been how it's the best part. Connecting with readers, hearing their responses, sharing that experience really is the best part. I had no idea that that's how my life would go. So I love it. So if you think back to when you were uh, younger and you were a student, did you know early on that you wanted to be a, a writer? Well, the family legend is that I was a writer from as soon as I could pick up a pencil. But I did it secretly and quietly and just let the papers stack up over years and years. I never imagined sharing my words with other people. It took me a really long time to be brave enough to show my writing to anyone else. And so I never imagined myself publicly writing. Within these uh, these podcast episodes, we have students who are sharing poems that they've written. And even just recently, I received a letter from a student who had written a wonderful poem that she sent. And then when I asked her to record it and send it over for the podcast, um, she got a lot of stage fright and she's sort of anxious about the idea of having to do that. Yeah, I can relate to that. I really think it, it takes a totally different kind of courage to share the work with others. You know, it's one thing to put it on the paper and to find delight in it for yourself, but then a lot of worries come in about what people are going to think and will they like it. So I relate to that kid and all I can say is you just have to keep doing it and, and remember the reward is so great. Well, with that, let's jump into some poetry. I'd love it if you'd take some time to share some of your poems with us. I would be thrilled to do that. I wanted to share one of the poems from The Waterhole. Uh, This one is called Lifestyles of the Sleek and Sinuous. Black Mamba races, chases, boom slang hangs, Cape Cobra herds weaver birds, saw-scaled viper rubs 
shrugs, sizzles. Puff Adder hisses, rarely misses. Perfect. And and we were going to talk about onomatopoeia today, and I, I love some of the wonderfully powerful onomatopoeia phrases that you threw in there with with hissing and uh, sizzles, yeah, rubs and shrugs and sizzles. And you have a book with Charles Waters called "Can I Touch Your Hair?" How did that meeting come about that you two ended up working together? The the idea for the book actually came from the editor with whom I've worked. She suggested that we could create a book for children about systemic racism. And it's such a difficult topic and people are so scared to talk about it. She thought that it would work best as a conversation. And so she turned it over to me and said, okay, who would you like to have this conversation with? And I instantly thought of Charles. I invited Charles to to have a conversation with me through poetry about race. And so we talked about things like hair and shoes and going to the beach and forgiveness was a a life-changing experience. Is there a poem within there that you'd like to share? Sure. I would be glad to share with you um, the poem about hair. And this is something that's actually true and happened in my own life. Hair. Now my hair is long and straight, a curtain I can hide behind. But once when I was little, I begged for an afro. So Mama cut my hair short as a boy's and gave me a perm. I fluffed it with a pick, big as it would go, until my brothers laughed, called me a circus clown without the red nose. Oh, that's such a hard poem to have you share. Thank you for sharing that. So if if out of that entire collection, is there a takeaway that you hope readers are, um, are leaving? I guess the, the takeaway for me, it's to, you know, to look, beyond skin color to see each other as individuals and realizing we have more in common than we do not. And also that to have these conversations means you're going to make mistakes and it's okay to make mistakes. And just to encourage that sense of vulnerability and to approach this with love and know that we're all learning together. Wow. Thank you so much, Irene, for taking the time to sit down with us and uh, and share with us a little bit about your writing and about your writing process and talking with us about your poetry. Thank you, Eric. I love hanging out with you and JR. What a, what a thrill for me. Okay, that's a mint tea and two coconut pineapple pistachio turnovers with cream cheese frosting. You'll need these extra napkins. Oh, and the Wi-Fi password is please bust your own table, all lowercase letters. You folks have a nice day. Oh, hi, JR. No cappuccinos today. You know the espresso machine still isn't working. No, that's okay, Thelma. How about a banana nut muffin and a glass of water? No, no, nothing like that. How about one of those pesto and non-dairy feta spinach wraps? They're very tasty. And they're non-GMO. No thanks, Thelma. I just thought you should know the sink in the restroom is dripping. Just drip, drip, drip. Which is actually a good example of onomatopoeia now that I think about it. But anyway, I just noticed and I thought... Oh, I'm sorry about this, JR. Let me take this phone call real quick. Sure, that's fine. I just thought... 
Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop. This is Thelma. Oh, hi, Mama. Glad you called. It's nice to hear from you. So, how are things? Mm-hmm. I see. Um, Mama, I think I hear a rooster crowing in the background. Are you at a farm? Your friend Rita is traveling in Argentina to see the penguins. And so you're taking care of her farm while she's away? That's really thoughtful of you, Mama. But do you know how to run a farm? Oh, I'm sure you're doing fine. A dog taking care of a farm is a wonderful idea. And yes, I'm sure you could come up with a good idea for a new poem while you're there. With plenty of animal onomatopoeia? Absolutely. In fact, I can hear some clucking and neighing right now. Oh, and do I hear mooing? I do. Because the cows are watching television with you in the living room. Well, Mama, I'm not so sure the cows should be in the... And the sheep are having lunch in the kitchen. Um, Why are you feeding the sheep in the kitchen, Mama? Because the pigs are playing board games in the dining room. Well, I guess that explains it. It sounds like everyone is happy and the farm is in good paws. Right. Well, I'd better go, Mama. I have customers and the espresso machine is on the fritz. Well, yes, I suppose Fritz would be a good name for the duck. Who's taking a nap in the spare bedroom? I'm sure he's very happy there. Okay, I've got to get back to work. Talk to you soon, Mama. I love you. Bye. Sorry about that, JR. What were you saying about the sink dripping? The cows are watching television? That's my mama. Wow. Yup. Hi, my name is Penelope, and this is my poem, In the Night. Out the car, I see a star. It is tiny, it is shiny. The star is moving slow as we're on the go. Across the dark sky, it's way up high, twinkling like a diamond on a starry garland. Hi, Mr. Russell. Hi, I'm ready now, Mr. Russell. Oh, hi, Henry. Wow, that's a lot of stuff you have piled in that wagon. Yeah, it sure is. Could you help me lift this aquarium full of water onto the table, Mr. Russell? Oh, um, yeah, I guess so. Wow. So can I ask what this is all for? Sure, Mr. Russell. This is for your song. My song? You bet, Mr. Russell. You needed a song about onomatopoeia, and so I wrote you a song about onomatopoeia. But I'll need your help. You need my help to sing the song? No, not exactly, Mr. Russell. I need you to make the sounds as they turn up in the song. I'm not sure I understand, Henry. All of this stuff, this can of rocks, and this bag of crackers, and this balloon, oh, and this bowl of noodle soup, and all of this other stuff, these are all the things you'll use in the song. So are you ready, Mr. Russell? Well, I guess I'll have to be, Henry. Great, Mr. Russell, great. Here we go, Mr. Russell. Onomatopoeia, wherever you may be, you know the world will all agree. You need your onomatopoeia. It's like a melody, a better bet it sets you free. You see, I wouldn't want to be ya if your world was missing onomatopoeia. Where would 
that's your part, Mr. Russell? Oh, sorry. Where would we be without Zip? Who should we thank for clatter and clank? What would we do without Snap and Snip? Onomatopoeia, wherever you may be, you know the world will all agree. You need your onomatopoeia. It's like a melody, a better bet it sets you free. You see, I wouldn't want to be ya if your world was missing onomatopoeia. Who'd want a world without crunch? Who'd want a world without crash? JR! Sorry, Thelma. Wouldn't you weep without pop or beep? Where would we be without slurp and splash? Onomatopoeia, wherever you may be, you know the world will all agree. You need your onomatopoeia. It's like a melody, a better bet it sets you free. I wouldn't want to be ya if your world was missing onomatopoeia. <sighs> well, what do you think, Mr. Russell? You know, Henry, that song really pops. <laughs> that was a good one, Mr. Russell. See you soon, Mr. Russell. Yep. See you soon, kid. Hi, this is Eric Odie, author, poet, songwriter, and the creator of Tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop. Did you know you can help support this podcast simply by downloading music? It's true, and we'd love your help. Visit our website, SoggyDoggyCoffeeShop.com, where you can learn about the many wonderful people who helped bring this podcast series together, and then find the support page. By purchasing award-winning music for kids, you are supporting this podcast. How cool is that? Tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop is a production of Deep Rooted Music. Music.